0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quacks Podcast, the addendum. Wow. You're not supposed to talk yet until (laughs) I introduce you. I'm so excited, though. (laughs) All right. Um, So it's been a year since I have posted a new episode. Um, I took a break last December to see if I wanted to continue the podcast. And looking back, a break was uh, definitely the right idea. I had a chance to think a lot about the podcast and the three years that it ran. I am super proud of the body of work that Brian and I did. Um, it took so many hours, creativity, disciplined, um, and the ideas presented, I think, are going to be relevant for at least a while longer, if not a long time. Um, in fact, I still get about as many listens and new subscribers as I got while the podcast was running. Uh, I still get messages from people asking about their health and some of the topics like EMF, nicotine... Uh, avoiding certain medical treatments. I think they're going to be more and more relevant into the future. Now, I thought I would leave it at 100 episodes, just nice, clean finish, but I have come across something that has really changed my life, and I want to share that with you. I'm His excited. name is Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. I, I was like, is that coming uphill? Uh, no, but really, get yourself some Jesus. No. Um, What I want to talk about is rapamycin, the anti-aging drug, and joining me for this deep dive, back from the dead, getting the old band back together for one last tour, the man, the legend, Brian. Woo!
1: Thank
0: you. Welcome
2: back. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. This is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the bicycle built for two. I know. I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy for the invite. I'm glad to be here. A lot's gone on since we last It's spoke. been two years or <laughs> Dude, something like that? Two meaty years. Meaty no. years. <laughs> Some stuff has gone down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good. I, I've gone through the whole... I've run the gamut uh, health-wise. I, I put on a considerable amount of weight right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Towards the end of 2019, I did slip and kind of went off the sobriety train. It was happening towards the end of my involvement on the podcast. I seem to remember that. Yeah, yes. you saw it unraveling in real time. Mm-hmm. And then I just used the pandemic as an excuse to deep dive into that whole mess. So I was gone for a, a year, man. And then I had to pull myself out of it and uh, reinvigorate. And now I'm, I'm back and stronger than ever. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I've got a pretty strict regimen, Mm -hmm. Uh, eating-wise. I'm not fun to go out with.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, dude, I'm doing well. So, thank you for having me back. I think I remember you've told me some of your going out experiences, going out to sushi and stuff and having it not end well.
2: Yeah, it's not
0: good. And I'm an embarrassment to my daughter or anyone
2: else who joins me in a restaurant excursion. Yeah, that's
0: okay. Yeah. That's totally okay. I went through periods of time where I was allergic to almost everything, yeah. you know? And thank God I'm I'm not there anymore, but uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I cook all my own meals pretty much. Dude, that's the way to do it, you know? I know what's in it then, you yeah. know. Cuz I'm not doing any oils, any sugars. I mean, it's wow. It's pretty
0: hardcore, dude. Wow. That's impressive, dude. Well, thank you. you I feel from, good. You went from falling off the wagon to even more discipline. I had to. It's now. extremes, brother. I had to... One, <laughs> I, the
1: new
2: season always has to be bigger and badder. Yeah, so, I love it. <laughs> that's what we're doing now. But thank you for
0: cool. having me here today. Oh, I'm happy to do this. And hey, you know, if I find something that is amazing, you know, in the future. Yeah. And I want to do another... Yeah, we'll do it again. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, you came
2: in and started talking. You're like, dude, I want to do this... I've got a great topic. It's something that I'm, you know, been mm-hmm. using, and and uh, I was like, dude, I'm excited. And just to see the excitement in your
0: voice, it, yeah. it's, it's infectious. So I'm on board. Let's Sweet. do. Th- all right. So rapamycin, it is a game changer. Um, so I, I haven't found anything like rapamycin in all my searching. And you know, I've been in this. Game Are you kidding me? For a while, really, right? I've been doing this for mid twenties, so like over ten years. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been. Looking into different health things for a while, I've never found anything like rapamycin. Wow. I've been experimenting with it since April, so about eight months. So I have a good amount of knowledge, I think, built up that I can speak to it in an experienced way. Yeah, dude. So it's an anti-aging drug. It is definitely on the cutting edge of science and research. Um, it's kind of, it reminds me like you worked at a health food store, you know, that old joke when a guy comes in and, and you, you know, he's like with his wife or something like that. And so he's just kind of standing around and you say, Oh, Hey, is there anything I can help you with? And he goes, Oh, you got a pill that's going to make me 25 again. And like, he laughs laughs to himself and like, Oh yeah, I've only heard that like 13,000 times. Like that's hilarious. Have have you heard that joke? I've heard it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So this pill actually might do that. What? This is the pill that actually kind of found of does youth fa- give you a little found of youth so it's going to roll the clock back i think um it's given me in a health in a way that i don't believe and so part of why i wanted to do this episode was i can't just write off into the sunset yeah without like letting people know about it no dude you know it's like i did this whole podcast of all these things i discovered and it's like well then I just discovered the most amazing thing. I have to do one last one. Yeah. Right? Cru- Crusaders can't stay quiet. <laughs> they shouldn't. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you my personal experience of it before we get into the all the nitty gritty. So when I first started taking rapamycin, I actually didn't think it was that great. Um, I took it for around a month and a half, and I thought... Well, I mean, I guess it extends my lifespan, but is that it? You know, like <laughs> that's a pretty good it though. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it just didn't seem to do anything. It, it made right. me a little tired. I had some weight fluctuations. I had more intense dreams. Um, I found my brain worked a little bit better. Like I kind of had some mental fog lift. So I was like, okay, maybe it has some mental benefits there. But I, I wasn't really sure it was worth taking because you're going to hear some of the side effects later, and you're going to be like, okay, this needs to surpass a significant hurdle right. to. Want to take it? So it wasn't until that I, I went on a work trip that I noticed that something had really changed. So a client came into town and I was driving him all around Arizona. We were starting super early in the morning. Uh, we went to Flagstaff, Sedona. We went to Cottonwood, and we were going to finish up in Cottonwood around like three thirty or four. And so I thought, okay, um, this is going to be good. You know, probably get home around six. Maybe Cottonwood's about an hour and a half from home. So yeah, we were doing good until. At one of the stores we were visiting, this manager suggested that we go and get some beers. Now, as someone in sales, <laughs> you can never turn down drinks <laughs> with a business you work with because that, that's like a cardinal rule. A lot of businesses, a lot of business gets done when you quote unquote go out for drinks. Yep. So you can't turn down drinks. So we went to get drinks, but we couldn't get drinks until the store closed. And then he had an errand to run afterwards. So we didn't get out to the place where we we're gonna have drinks until like maybe 6, 6.30, and then that turned into dinner. And so, it was like not until 11 or 12 that I got home at night. Okay. So, when I realized early on that this was going to be a late night, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be so tiring. Like, I've been up since early in the morning. I'm not going to get home till midnight. I'm going to have to take tomorrow off just to recuperate. Mm-hmm. This sucks. So, I, I wasn't looking forward to it. But I was wrong. Nothing happened. I was totally fine. I had the energy into the night to go to dinner. The next day, I was a little tired, but I was fine. Really? No, there was no problem. And it was at that moment that I realized something's different. And rapamycin was the only thing that I was experimenting with. And it was like, it didn't give me energy, like caffeine or something like that. No, it was more subtle than that. It was like I was just younger. Like I needed more energy, and the energy was just there in abundance. Kind of like when you were younger, you know? Yeah. 15 years ago? Exactly. Like... For sure. So, so that's exactly correct. Okay. When you're 20, you don't think about oh, I have enough energy to do this or not. Right. You just go do things, yeah. and the energy is there. <laughs> it's not until you start to get to 30, 40, 50, where you start pacing yourself, and you're like, okay, I got maybe eight hours or 10 hours yeah. of good of good energy. The energy was just there. Wow. It wasn't like it wasn't like a stimulant. That's the thing. It just expanded my my, my, I don't know, my tube, my tube of energy that right, I had each day. because we all get a daily tube, right? We all get a daily tube, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, soon after this, around June, I also started lifting weights. Um, I've avoided lifting weights for years because it's so costly on your body. It ups stress hormones. Um, my body, I'm like, I, I just, I was more into doing endurance-based exercises, rowing, things that weren't super intense, but right. that were endurance. So, now, I could lift weights, and I could recover, and I could sleep well. And all of a sudden, I started putting on like a little bit more muscle. Nice. And I, I, haven't, I haven't done that for years. As if you were younger. As if I was younger. But the big, this is the biggest thing. This is the biggest indicator to me that rapamycin was truly special. And that is without conscious awareness, I stopped health journaling really yes so I've been journaling every day for years about my health I would write down uh, what I was taking how my sleep was what my heart rate was in the morning I would I would track my sleep I was tracking all these things every yeah. day because I, I mean I have piles of notes that I've taken over the years <laughs> yeah. because that was the only way I could really figure out like what was working and what wasn't totally so when I was researching this podcast I went back to read some of my notes on rapamycin and, and see, okay, well, you know, what were some of my experiences when I first started taking it? It's like my way of keeping keeping uh, records. And I realized that after I started taking it, there started to be gaps in my health journal. I And I I, I wouldn't log how I slept because I slept fine. I wouldn't log that I was taking something new because I wasn't thinking about it. right And as time went on, those gaps got bigger and bigger. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would I would write if I took something new I would write down my initial reaction. But then it would be a month until the next entry. Wow. And this amazed me because one of the signs of abundant health is that you don't think about your health. Like like we were just saying, those 20-year-olds, they don't think about their mm-hmm. health. But you have plenty of, we both have plenty of experience with 70-year-olds and 60-year-olds. Yep. Some some of them all they talk about their health that's it you know and giving you advice on well watch your teeth Sonny, and you know better take care of those bones and and like <laughs> that's what that's what and it's because they don't have health in abundance yeah they are very stingy with it yeah and they're much more conscious of much it. more conscious and so what rapamycin did for me is something that nothing else has done that i've ever tried which is it made me forget about my health and started start focusing on other things in my life. Wow. Yeah. So I was focused on working, excuse me, I was focused on working out. Uh, I was focused on my job, increasing my territory in my job, um, on my relationships, on going out and having a good time. Wow. started focusing on that. Um, so it really, it's like getting a second chance at my 20s.
2: Now, the change that you notice, is it is it in the brain? Is it something that you're seeing as a neurological offshoot
0: of taking this... That's a good question. I definitely think my brain is working better, but it's more just the energy is there when you need it. Okay. It's so, not, your brain benefits from that overall y- boost. Yes, for sure. I can think more. I can, I can do more work. I okay. can write more, all that stuff. So, essentially, your,
2: your energy is more efficient. Your daily tube of energy is running in a more efficient manner. Maybe more efficient, or maybe there's just more there. I don't
0: know. Okay. One of the two. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Well, I definitely have to hear more. Yeah. So, what we're going to do, and and basically that whole story is why we have to share it, you know. Um, But what we're going to do is we are going to get back into the Quacks podcast groove here, where Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you all these great things about rapamycin and its history, and then We're going to make a smart ass comment here and there. Yes, and then we're (laughs) going to leave you with dire warnings (laughs) on. We're going (laughs) to dampen your enthusiasm right at the end. (laughs) I love it. Just the classic, classic wax podcast. Never change. All right. So, what is rapamycin? It is a macrolide antibiotic. And I know some people just tuned out right there when they heard antibiotic, but just trust me, hang in there. Um, It's similar to azithromycin or erythromycin, which you may remember on the antibiotic episode. I don't know if you remember that, but those were particularly safe antibiotics. Yes, The macrolides were one of the safe ones along with like the penicillins and a couple others um but rapamycin is different from those antibiotics because it's not used as an antibiotic it doesn't work that way it's got a similar form but it does very different things in the body now it was discovered in 1972 in the soil of Easter Island that's the island with the big stone heads yep and the island Rapa Nui yes it's called by it's called Rapa Nui by the natives so that's where rapamycin gets its name wow. rapa Myosin. Okay. It's yeah. all coming together. That's cool that you knew the name. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're Not very, just a hat rack over here. You're you're very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> so when they first started studying rapamycin, they found that it had very little effects on common bacteria like E. coli. It doesn't work that great as an antibiotic, but it did have antifungal effects. In fact, the researchers, they were initially trying to answer the question why the natives did not get tetanus walking barefoot on the island soil. And the reason is because this bacteria was in the soil producing rapamycin, and rapamycin is antifungal and it inhibits tetanus spores. So it's mineral based, or I'm not. I'm no, so there's bacteria in the soil. Okay. And they were making rapamycin, and this rapamycin was inhibiting tetanus spores, which would normally be in the soil. Okay. So they should have been getting lockjaw. Wow. But they weren't. And so scientists were like, well, why okay that was how they initially discovered rapamycin was trying to answer that question okay okay now i'm with you so basically rapamycin was slated to become an antifungal drug they thought okay this is a great antifungal drug but they also discovered that it had immunosuppressive and anti-cancer effects particularly solid tumors all right so it's got the researchers super excited um, and they started studying it and now it is fda approved for certain types of cancers and as an anti-rejection drug for kidney transplants, that's interesting. Yeah, so so that's the history. And, and I know you're probably going, my gosh, Lucas, you're talking about an antibiotic and an anti-rejection drug. Like, what are you you you, you know, you're off the reservation. Well, here. well, my first
2: thought is, why are you taking an antibiotic for an extended period of time? Is it destroying your intestinal flora?
0: Yes, and it doesn't really work as an antibiotic. So that's that question. Okay. Right? Like I said, it's an antifungal. It's not really an antibiotic. Got it. Second question is, why take an anti-rejection drug, (laughs) right? Those are hardcore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Trust me. Trust me. We're going to get there. Now, the way rapamycin works is by inhibiting a certain protein kinase. So a kinase is like an enzyme that modifies other proteins. Now, rapamycin, it's a very clean drug, meaning it really only does this one thing. There's dirty things out there. So, uh, for example, resveratrol, it does so many different things in your body. It's, conf- it's considered very dirty. It's very hard to be like, oh, it's just doing this one thing. Right. It's doing so many things. Rapamycin, very targeted, just inhibits this one protein kinase. And they named this kinase after rapamycin. They named it mTOR, which stands for uh, mammalian target of rapamycin mTOR weird yeah very creative though right (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) yeah and mTOR is super interesting Um, if you're studying aging and you're trying to figure out why people age how tumors grow or metabolic disease mTOR is really going to be at the top of your list for studying now mTOR is involved in a lot of different body processes i find the easiest way to think about mTOR is it's involved with cellular growth so each cell has mTOR and when it gets activated, it's like a message to the cell to grow and to divide and to change its metabolism and a bunch of other things too. And so what this means that any disease, so, so diseases like diabetes, cancer, heart disease, obesity, metabol- metabolic diseases, mTOR is somehow playing some type of role there hmm. because it's got an influence on all those things. So when you're young, mTOR it's really crucial to your development. Um, If you eat protein, mTOR is going to be activated to grow your muscles. So do we
2: have higher levels of mTOR
0: in our youth? That's a good question. mTOR is just kind of this thing that's in every cell. Okay. So whether there's more of it or not, I'm not sure. More accessible? Maybe the cells aren't as damaged? It's it's always there. Yeah. It's not like it goes up and down in levels. But when you're young having it activate is a good thing. It makes you grow. That's what you need. That's that's like why bodybuilders eat every three to four hours. They have protein every three to four hours because in part, they're activating mTOR over and over and over again to get the growth. But when you get older, that growth is a part of many diseases of old age. And so mTOR moves from being a friend to being not such a friend. Wow. Does that make sense? It
2: totally does. Yeah kind of like anakin and ben kenobi
0: it is yeah it's star wars basically <laughs> <laughs> um mtor it's also involved in your immune system so white blood cells have mtor um and your body's always creating new immune cells so mtor activating it creates more immune cells um that's a good thing it, that can be a good thing if, if you, you i mean you don't want too many white cells that's right? true but, too um so, so basically bottom line mtor is this or i'm sorry rapamycin is this inhibitor of mTOR. It stops the growth from occurring. So you can kind of see how it works as an immune suppressant, right? Um, this is why they're giving it to kidney transplant patients because by inhibiting the creation of those immune cells, which are probably T cells, uh, you can see you know, why that would inhibit the immune system. Also, it makes sense for cancer. Cancer is always trying to grow. Cancer gets mTOR and it ramps that shit up like Uh, mad really i want to grow 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 mTOR 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 so inhibiting mTOR actually helps with cancer okay yeah yeah that makes sense and i should also say this is this is very basic kind of high level description stuff um a lot of details around mTOR and rapamycin are unknown um this is it's really at the cutting edge of science um so if rapamycin was just an immune suppressant, it would probably be relegated to just a niche drug, not very well known, you know, no one would really care about it unless you got a new kidney. But in 2006, in the journal Cell Cycle, this guy, Dr. Mikhail Blus, oh gosh, his name is so hard, Blagasklani, I'm just going to call him Dr. Mikhail. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he proposed that it may have anti-aging effects. And he came to this conclusion because fasting also inhibits mTOR. Think about it. You're not taking in the protein. You're not activating mTOR. And he theorized that there might be a pharmaceutical agent that could mimic fasting that would inhibit mTOR like rapamycin.
2: That's brilliant. So he,
0: he put it out there. This might be an anti-aging pharmaceutical, rapamycin. Uh, side note, you can follow Dr. McHale on Twitter. And he posts things constantly about rapamycin and anti-aging. And pharmaceutical companies are like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) Drink this water. (laughs) So he proposed that, you know, it might have these anti-aging effects. Researchers started studying it in animal models. Uh, They tested fruit flies, worms, mice, dogs, you name it. And they found that in every animal model, rapamycin extended life every single one. What? And so to give you an idea of how impressive that is, there's so many different anti-aging compounds out there. Uh, I've talked about some of them on the show, like NMN, there's metformin, resveratrol, antioxidants, intermittent fasting, acarbose. It's a long list. And they've all been studied in many animal models. And the results are, are really all over the place. But none of them have the same consistency as rapamycin. I mean, you might see metformin increases lifespan in mice in one study, and then in another, it shows no, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, this one's across the board. Across the board, bottom line, rapamycin is king when it comes to anti-aging. Interesting. Every animal. Every animal, which I've, is, it's, it's that's mind-blowing. Not, have you ever seen that before? Ever no, in no, any studies? nothing. Nothing has done that. With with the with, with one exception with one exception which is calorie restriction, okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Now, now it's not only that rapamycin also extends life when you give it to animals who are already elderly, and this single fact has revolutionized the anti-aging field, completely revolutionized. Because until this was discovered, it was widely believed that you know any kind of anti-aging therapy would have to be started in a young animal or a young person. So calorie restriction, which I just mentioned, well-known anti-aging effect, but for it to work, you have to start it when you're young. You can't just wait until you're old and start eating less and live 15% longer. It, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But when you restrict calories in an animal that's young, you get smaller animals, they have less energy, their metabolisms are lower. Like they're, they're basically just less of that animal than a well-fed animal, and this extends their life. And this totally turns a lot of people off. You know, it's so difficult to do that to somebody. To take advantage of of this, this calorie restriction, you would have to start eating much less when you were a kid. You'd be smaller. You'd be less developed. I mean, it would be a lifelong
2: thing. Yeah, you'd live longer, but you couldn't reach the beans on the top
0: shelf. (laughs) That <laughs> let alone carry them yes, yes, that is true and, and this is really backed up by science uh, by other data as well uh, most centenarians are small people um, generally speaking, the more growth you have the taller you are the less you li- the, the your lifespan is less Well I mean you don't see a lot of old tall people running around either and
2: the argument's no. always they're shrinking but no it's it's definitely mass
0: yeah i mean if you i i was looking at this and i think there was one guy who was like six four who made it into his 80s and for the most part you don't see it you don't see it you're 90 year olds you're 100 year olds they're like five two five two <laughs> five three four four twelve oh, you know so four eleven to be sure whatever short. yeah <laughs> But rapamycin, what it showed, at least in my studies, is that you could actually get significant life extension in older mice, which That's is, incredible. ...is amazing. So you still get better effects if you start it in younger mice. So don't get me wrong about that. The younger you start, the better. But if you start it in old mice, it would work too. Now, as far as numbers are concerned, I'm not going to dive into all the studies. There's tons of studies in mice. And if you want to go look at them, you can... <laughs> you know, Go check them out. There's lots of reviews. I'll put some in the show notes. Um, but the percentage of life increase is really all over the place. I've seen some studies in the hundreds of percentages, um, for, especially for like worms and bugs. Um, I've seen other studies in single digit percentages, but I think a reliable number is between 10 to 30% life extension with more life extension occurring the younger you start. Well, that's great. What we need is older spiders. (laughs) (laughs) But can you imagine living twenty percent longer? Yes, that's that's incredible. That's like ten years, fifteen years. You know,
2: dude, I'm enthralled. I'm just trying not to get too excited before you drop the hammer on me and that's tell me it tells
0: it. You know, that's causes right. brain hemorrhage. <laughs> yeah. So how does it do this? Well, scientists they're theorizing, but they think that by inhibiting mTOR, you turn off your body's. I'm sorry. By inhibiting mTOR, you turn on your body's ability to kind of clean itself up, so to speak. Okay. So, for example if you fast, you also inhibit mTOR. You aren't taking in any proteins or nutrients. So mTOR is not being activated. And your body, it goes through a process called autophagy or autophagy, however you want to say it. You've pro- you've probably heard of autophagy.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to attempt to say it, but yes.
0: Yeah. Um, it basically, it's this process of getting rid of old cells that aren't working very we- well. I mean, these cells are just kind of... Uh, they're called senescent cells. And basically... One of the theories of aging is that we accumulate these senescent cells as we age, and these cells don't do anything. They don't do a good job of anything.
2: Are they what we would refer to as zombie cells? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay, so you might have heard of this. Yes. Yeah. Um, They don't work well. They basically just send out messages for help. Okay. Constantly. Yeah. Which is, it stresses other cells out that are doing well. And it's diverting cells...
2: To them when, when they could be used uh, in other ways to help you. Yeah,
0: it's just like they're just making life harder for everybody else, mm. for all the other cells. They're just lazy, good-for-nothing <laughs> cells. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what scientists theorize is that mTOR is basically a starvation mimetic. So you're simulating fasting by inhibiting mTOR and activating that cleanup crew to go through and get rid of these lazy uh, cells. And this lowers inflammation. It does all kinds of positive things, which we're going to talk about here in a minute.
2: So just a bunch of Lebowski
0: cells running around. That's right. Um, Before that, though, I do want to emphasize that this is life extension and not just lifespan extension, but actual health span. I think a big concern for people is that they don't just live longer in some decrepit state like you're 99 and bedbound. bound. Uh, the idea of being like, hey, I could make you live 10 years longer in that state <laughs> instead of one. I don't think that's really appealing to a lot of people. No. You know, they want like a vibrant life. They want to have fun with their grandkids and do things and stuff like that. So um, anecdotally, rapamycin appears to increase people's health span, not just help them get to a higher number <laughs> when they die. And so this is where we're going to get into uh, people's experiences, people's personal experiences that I've either read on forums or been uh, collected together on rapamycin sites. Um, like I said earlier, this is definitely cutting edge, so there aren't really studies on this. There's no human longevity studies on rapamycin. The, the longest living animals they're doing right now are dogs, and there's some great preliminary results showing that, anim- that dogs live longer. Mm-hmm. So, but to do a human study, you can imagine that would take a century. I don't understand, yeah, well, to, to see long-term yes. effects, but I can't believe
2: that they're not doing some level of mainstream experimentation on the human being.
0: Well, they've, they, do, they do, like, safety studies. I mean, they do, <clears throat> it's all good. They, they do safety studies and, and that kind of thing, but just not a longevity study. We don't have, like, a longevity. Because you need to have because you need long it needs a long time. (laughs) So like I said, dogs are the closest thing they have right now. Okay. All right. So let's get into some, some potential benefits. Um, people have reported cognitive enhancements. Uh, A lot of people say that they can think clearer on rapamycin. I, I, I experienced that, um, improved cardiovascular function, improved immune function, which is really interesting because you know, it's thought that rapamycin suppresses your immune system, but I've actually seen blood tests of people who have more robust immune systems after taking it and i think in part it's because you take rapamycin much differently for anti-aging versus how you would take it for a kidney transplant okay so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that special way to take it i think that's part of why um one thing you notice is a lot of the side effects that rapamycin causes for people who are taking it for kidney um transplants those same side effects are what it improves if you take it for anti-aging it's just a different way of taking okay so it's it's kind of yeah yeah it's a little different there um, and, and there's also some mouse studies suggesting rapamycin could help with autoimmune disease. Improved renal function. This is a big one. Uh, this is probably one of the most often reported benefits. So people who take it have said that uh, it, it, you know, if they have a higher level of creatinine and a lower GFR, taking rapamycin has lowered their creatinine and raised GFR. I've never found something in all my searching that could reliably improve kidney function a couple things so like low oxalate diets have shown to do it in some people but this fact alone is part of why i'm convinced that rapamycin it is the future of anti-aging i mean it's going to explode in popularity it's going to be huge it's going to be a social issue like do you have access to rapamycin when others
2: do you think they'll allow it to become mainstream I, you know, when I say
0: they, I'm just talking about this, yeah, this is going to be people. something
2: that's pharmaceutically available I, to everyone.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the issue because it's going to be such a big deal. I mean, it's going to give people 10 years more of life. They're going to be more productive, more... It's it's basically a rich get richer, poor okay. get poorer. If you're not on it, you're dying faster. If you are on it, you're accumulating it's resources. Like
2: those and sci-fi movies where the... Uh, The rich and the 1% live forever, and then everyone else has a very finite amount of time, and they don't have access (laughs) to the same thing. Oh, my God, it's all coming true. Let's hear more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So improved renal function, big one. Improved oral health. Uh, There have been people who have reported that their gum recession is halted, even starts to reverse with rapamycin. Those little pockets that the dentist measure, those can potentially improve. Improved gut health. There's some ones on gut barrier that it could help with that. Uh, improved joint pain and arthritis. So I've seen this one personally, a friend of mine who used to have all kinds of aches and pains when she would get up in the morning, her ankles, knees, that kind of thing. She doesn't have those pains anymore after taking rapamycin. They're gone.
2: And she takes it on a daily
0: basis. No, we're going to talk about that. You don't take it on a daily basis. Spoilers. All right. Um, and, and she's not the only one who's reported that lots of people say, uh, their joint pain, arthritis, joint function improves. Improved ovarian function. So this one is wild. Um, it's while it it is believed that, you know, women go through menopause, they run out of eggs in their ovaries. It's like, they're done. Yes. It's kind of like you have a certain number of eggs. And after that, you're out, you're, you know, no more kids for you. But there are several reports of women who have either gone through menopause or already who are, are going through menopause, starting to menstruate again. What? Which is insane. I mean, improvements to fertility, that's a really great sign of health, but that one's pretty pretty nuts. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's
1: irrefutable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can you, uh, can you imagine that if you've been in menopause for a year and then oh, all of a sudden? It could be a good thing or a <laughs> bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are also reports similar to mine, improved energy, improved workouts, the improved workout one is really interesting because it was widely assumed that since rapamycin decreases mTOR, you would have less muscle growth. I haven't found that to be the case. Many others have not reported that either. Again, I think it has to do with how you take it and this this way of taking it as an anti-aging versus normally. But as with all good things, there are potential oh downsides. God. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I think of all the stuff I've tried all the drugs this is probably just the stuff I've personally experimented with this is probably up there as far as danger is concerned
1: <sighs> why why do you lead yeah. with
0: that yeah it's up there I mean it's it's this is a, this is a drug it's used as an immunosuppressant Um, although I think immune modulator is a better term, but the FDA says it's an immune suppressant. It's approved as an anti-rejection drug. It's not the only anti... Like, if you're doing an anti-rejection cocktail, you're taking a bunch of different things, but it's one of those things in the cocktail. Um, With that said, it has... you need a prescription? Yes, you do. How do you go about getting said prescription? I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute. All right. So, with that said, it's been around for decades, okay? So, it's not like the danger is unknown there there are not going to be new side effects that pop up we've been using this for decades this isn't experimental it's not a research chemical where you're like whoa what's gonna happen you know just the blindness and the swollen tongue (laughs) for an extra 10 years (laughs) yeah it is safe within its boundaries of use all right it's it's well documented that it's safe as long as you use it correctly and there's not going to be any surprises okay so I'm going to run through a list of side effects that come from using it as an immune suppressant, but just know, I'm going to tell you how to use it at low doses. Uh, these people who use it as an immune suppressant, they're probably using 10 times what you would take for anti-aging, okay? Um, so they're taking a lot more, but you should just know these effects. So Is, it, is that considered therapeutic? Therapeutic num- dosages, yes. Okay. You're like destroying your immune system As, <sighs> as... It's supposed to be used. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna do it, do so, it. So these these side effects: they're uh, lowered potassium levels in the blood, anemia, decreased blood platelets, increased blood pressure, decreased kidney function, increased triglyceride levels, constipation, joint and muscle pain, dizziness, fever, headaches, nausea, diarrhea, abdominal pain. Uh, rare side effects like lung toxicity, increased risk of infection that could lead to death. Also increases your risk of contracting skin cancers from sun exposure. Um there's there's it sounds more. like a commercial dude. Yeah, it's real delightful. There's there's a lot more but <sighs> but those are probably the worst. God, you just trampled on my dreams. Yeah. So these are for people who are taking rapamycin every day and in high doses, which is not what we're going to be doing. Okay. Um a lot of people right now who are taking it for longevity, they I mean, and, and there's lots of people doing this. Thousands of people are doing this. They're reporting what's going on. So of, of this group of people, we have a different set of side effects, what they have reported. So, so again, this is anecdotal. Um, but what they're saying, if you're taking it for longevity, is things like nausea, diarrhea, dizziness, backache, sore throat, sweating, lack of appetite, although I had an increased appetite, uh, runny nose, skin infections, and canker sores. A lot of people report more canker sores. Mm-hmm. That's a common one.
2: I, and I would think that that would be part of the autoimmune, because generally I, I I associate canker sores and lip ailments <laughs> as being an autoimmune issue. But
0: Yeah, I, and I don't know. what the, I, I haven't really gotten money. I, I think I've gotten one canker sore this whole okay. time. So for me, I've been all right. But a lot of people say canker sores They get is canked the thing. out. <laughs> <laughs> um the skin infection is probably the worst side effect. It's probably the most concerning. You know, if you get an infection that gets out of control, it's not something you want. I've had some acne and stuff from this, so um, it's something that's there, but it's, most of these side effects are pretty manageable.
2: Yeah. I'm sure Benjamin Button got some acne, too, when he was reverse aging. He was probably okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and one thing you won't see on there, again, muscle loss really interesting. You'd think, oh, muscle loss should be on there, but it's not. People report the opposite. And from what I've seen, everyone I know who has tried rapamycin has some kind of negative effect out of the gate. So when they first start taking it, something happens. And then the longer you take it, those effects tend to go away. You just push through. Yeah. You just push through. So so my friend who had the better joints, um, she, when she started taking it, she got headaches. My mom tried it. She had arm pain and bloating. Uh, Another friend of mine had dizziness and low blood sugar. The first few times I tried it, got super tired. Um, so there's there's these these effects that you get when you first start taking it. From what I've observed, uh, one other side effect I should say I didn't mention uh, the potential to raise blood sugar. When you fast, your body kind of goes into ketosis; it becomes insulin resistant. Okay. Rapamycin seems to cause some insulin resistance when you're on it, and it. Ceases when you come off of it, and this may be because it is mimicking fasting. So your body's raising your insulin resistance, uh, but it's a transient effect. Personally, like I have a Dexcom monitoring my. See, blood that's sugar. what I'm
2: talking about, man. That's a serious. That could be a serious issue for you, and you're you're really rolling rolling yeah. the dice.
0: Yeah. So so I have a Dexcom on twenty four seven. Yeah. And I did notice a little bit when I first started taking it. I needed a little bit more insulin. It okay. was there, but then it went away after a couple months. So. I think it's transient, and I think it's not a, a huge couple thing to, months. Wow. to worry yeah. about. You really yeah. did push through. I did. But as far as the other things, dizziness, I think this process of cleaning up your old cells, I think it's going to be uncomfortable at first. But I, the cleaner you get, the more those cells are out, the less of those side effects you get. It
2: makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even feel rapamycin anymore. When I take it, nothing. Nothing. I, I, I don't even... I can skip a dose, no problem. Status quo. Yeah. And, and a lot of these side effects... They're exactly what you would feel if you went on a fast. Like headaches, dizziness, tiredness, muscle pain, gastric de- distress. Like if you did a three-day water fast, yep. you'd probably have all those. Okay. You've done, you've done a water fast. Of course, fast. yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah you, you, you feel weird. Yeah, it's not comfortable.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that. But ultimately, better for you. Yes. Now, the way to take rapamycin is you don't take it every day. Although some people do that at very, very low doses, and they do get some benefits. But the most common way to take it is once a week between three to six milligrams. Okay. All right? That's not a huge commitment. And women, often, they need less than men. But by doing it this way, you're inhibiting mTOR for a very short period of time. Uh, you, you get that autophagy or the autophagy turned on, and then you're letting it leave your system. So you're not getting that long-term immune suppression. Okay. You're just, boom, spiking mTOR in, inhibition, and then then it's gone.
2: Almost like microdose.
0: Almost, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a very clean drug, meaning it has a very specific target, mTOR. So you're hoping to just get those targeted benefits. You're not trying to disrupt all these other systems like you would be with resveratrol or, or some of these other anti-aging compounds. And, you know, your body's constantly creating these these new immune system cells, and you're just telling it, just just pause that briefly. That's what you're telling it. Just, okay. just stop that. Just turn it off for a little bit. Okay, And now, now you turn it back on. Yeah. Does that make, make sense?
2: It's just upping the communication.
0: Yeah. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you, you know that I'm, I'm pretty critical of fasting. Um, I've seen many people get into fasting. They start doing short fasts and then they go to longer fasts. And then their lives start falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need long fasts. No, no. Fasting, it does inhibit mTOR. So it could potentially increase lifespan and give health benefits. But it also increases adrenaline, cortisol. It lowers metabolism. It lowers—you lose muscle mass. I mean, fasting, it has a ton of, like, really bad side effects in addition to its potential benefits. And so I think rapamycin, it kind of gives you those benefits of fasting— without the calorie restriction that leads to those side effects. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. This could be the link. Yes. <laughs> Dude, look at you. You look like a kid in a candy store. It's it's palatable. Yeah. How All excited right. you are.
0: I, I am excited. I am excited. All right. So let's say you want to try rapamycin. Um, there's a couple doctors in the States who prescribe it. I know there are some in Texas. You can do the whole telehealth thing. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. With a list of doctors. Uh, personally, I looked into that, and while you do get the peace of mind of being under a doctor's care, it is expensive. Um, so for me, it was easier to just order it from India. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go that Dr. route, Dr. Shamish. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you want to go that route, alldaychemist.com. They have rapimmune and serolimus that you can order there. Uh, there's Those are the names for rapamycin. Or you can go to India Mart. Uh, that's what I personally do. You can contact a pharmacy over there directly and get a set up a relationship. Um, the goal with rapamycin is to take as much as you can tolerate without significant side effects. All right? Interesting. The more you can take, the more anti-aging effect It has, according to Dr. McHale.
2: You mean as far as taking per dosage or per per how many dosages per week? Per dosage.
0: Okay. Yeah. Not like you're going to take it every day, but the more you can up that dose that you're taking each week- And handle it. And handle it, the more anti-aging it will have. Wow, dude. yeah, there's some people doing some real crazy stuff online. Like if you take grapefruit juice at the same time, it increases its absorption and increases how long it's in your system. So there's people taking just stupid amounts with Which grapefruit. is so
2: interesting because everyone always says, and on so many different pharmaceuticals, don't take grapefruit juice with this because of the yeah. how long it takes to actually
0: get yeah, through your Yeah, it makes it, it lowers that or raises the half-life, I don't know, one of those. It, it just makes it last in your system longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the big issue with rapamycin is that the blood levels of rapamycin are all over the place. So one person who takes five milligrams, their blood levels might barely budge. Another person could take one milligram and their blood levels skyrocket. And you don't really know which person you're going to be. Now, if you're under the care of the doctor, they can actually do a blood test, which is like, okay, this kind of tells you how much you're absorbing. But if you're not, what I've seen people do online is they start with one milligram. The pills usually come in one milligram amounts. They start with one milligram per week and they see if they get side effects. If not the next week, they up to two milligrams and then they work their way up until they run into side effects where they stop increasing the dose or they just roll it back by a milligram. So uh, for example, someone who does this, maybe after they're at four milligrams at, at four weeks, they start getting colds, they feel run down, they're dizzy, they're getting headaches. The next week, they would either stay at four milligrams or they would go back to three milligrams and stay there for a while before trying to raise the dose. So it is a trial by fire. Yes. You're trying to figure out what your blood levels are and what your body can tolerate.
2: And you're lucky that you, you're able to do that in real time. You can measure your blood
0: if you're under the care of a doctor.
2: No, I'm saying you. And, and, no. no. Me
0: personally? No. I never got my... Because the doctor can test your actual blood levels for rapamycin. Okay. And I never got that. Oh,
2: I, okay. I was just talking about blood sugar blood spikes sugar. or...
0: Yeah. No, I mean, they're not, people aren't going to have to worry about their blood sugar because okay. they're fine. They're, they don't have diabetes or anything okay. like that i did i, I thought you were yeah. saying before
2: that it could affect your blood sugar it could
0: but for most people like you like if you're a little bit more insulin resistant yeah it's not going to be a huge deal okay right like yeah it's it's not going to be a game changer Where i mean if you're a type 2 diabetic and you have really bad blood sugar control it could potentially be an issue you want to think about but for most of the population that transient raising of blood glucose that transient kind of insulin resistance it's like the insulin resistance that would come from fasting. And okay. so you as soon as you're off of it, it it goes away. It right. doesn't stick around. Um so for the bootstrappers, you know, who not who are not under the care of a doctor, this this kind of step by step, that's what you want to do. Personally, I didn't notice much between one and three milligrams. I, I just didn't even notice. Really? I started noticing around 4 milligrams. That's when I started getting tired. I stayed there for a while. Then I went up to 5 milligrams. Then I went up to 6. And that's where I stopped for months. Now, after a while, I didn't even notice that I was taking it. So, I decided to try a lot higher dosages, but less frequently. Okay. Uh, so, I did 12 milligrams once every two weeks. And there's other people who have tried 20 milligrams once a month. Ooh. So, you can do interesting things like that if you so choose you what did you
2: notice at 12 milligrams
0: so at 12 milligrams i got pretty tired but i'd been taking six milligrams for so long it wasn't like like if i had started at 12 milligrams it'd been bad but because i had worked my way up yeah 12 milligrams didn't seem to do much okay. like like i got tired again for a couple of days and i felt a little run down but other than that i was all right okay and so i'm'm I'm, I'm just playing around with the dose. you can do that too. I'm toying around to see what works again you want to take as much as you can get as you can take without getting side of it. that is so crazy yeah so that's kind of the deal. <laughs> wow with, with rappa I don't yeah that's that's pretty much the, the And story.
2: you've never experienced any of those hardcore symptoms personally I have not thankfully. what about people that you've talked to or no so
0: my mom tried it and she got really bad arm pain and it freaked her out so much that she you mean like taking. heart
2: attack type arm pain. What no, do you mean?
0: I don't know. You muscular have, or like bone. muscular. Yeah, like, muscular. Okay. And she, she wasn't taking it right. She was taking it every day. I, she somehow did not understand like, so she was taking <laughs> one milligram one day and then two milligrams the next and then three milligrams <laughs> the next. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't <laughs> the way to take it when rogue. you're when you're first starting. But I think another good way to think about it is it's kind of like a car wash for your body. Uh, you know, some of the studies say that you can take rapamycin, like, like they gave rapamycin to mice for eight weeks, and then they tested them six months later, and they still had the benefits. Okay. So it's almost like you're getting your car washed. Uh, you could theoretically, if, if this freaks you out, you could just take it for three months. You could do a three-month thing, and you could theoretically maybe get long-term benefits from it so you don't have to stay on it forever you're just you're cleaning your car out now over time your car is going to get dirty again Mm -hmm. those those lazy cells are going to pop up again and you could then do a whole you could do another you could just do three months a year of rapamycin and you probably get a lot of the benefits
2: so it's like throwing time in the bank essentially
0: yeah yeah kind of okay i like that i like that but personally it does so much for me i I just, I'm not going to get off of it. I'm just going to keep taking it.
2: So. You're like, that's the other thing addiction. Uh, <laughs> uh when I stop taking it, guys,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. a
2: whole other podcast. Yeah. Once you're on it, you're not getting off of it. <laughs> Have you so. seen Limitless with Bradley Cooper? <laughs> get yourself a rapaniacin guy and never let hold.
0: That's right. Anyway, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. What do you, what are your thoughts about it?
2: I'm obviously intrigued and, uh, I've dealt with my own, you know, slew of health issues over the last few years, and I'm my interest is absolutely peaked because number one, you've been doing this for so long, so you've actually invested in it um, with your body, mind, and soul, yeah, um, and have still come out the other end singing. So that's. Yeah pretty amazing. For, for knowing you as I have and knowing how many things you've done, it's pretty cool that you still have this level of excitement about it.
0: And, and you, you were here a couple years ago. All this workout equipment, this treadmill, all this stuff wasn't here last no.
2: time, right? It was Costco boxes of donuts and Fruit Loops. And now it's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, but I, I walk 30,000 steps a day. I, I lift weights three times a week. Yeah, I mean, you've got your you've got a he's got a
2: treadmill underneath his workstation so he yeah. can actually walk while working.
0: Yeah. I mean it's 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 amazing. That's pretty it's cool. It's really it's like I said, it's the biggest thing and I've never been so sure that something is going to change our world and our society than this. I mean it's like, oh yeah, this is going to change If everything. it's
2: allowed to change our world and society. It,
0: and that's the thing is it's a generic. So it's not like somebody from India can't Make it, you know, somebody in other you can chemically make it. Anywhere. Why do you think they haven't? No, they do. They do. There's it's a generic, there's okay. there's different brands of it. There's you can, you but can,
2: why do you think it's not widespread now? Do you think because the testing is so difficult to look at a lifespan and and uh be able to see long term effect? I'm yeah, just...
0: that's a good question. I mean, I think it's partly not widespread. When I first started reading about the anti aging literature, I read about rapamycin and it totally freaked me out. Yeah. I was like oh, there's no way I'm trying that. It's an antibiotic that's a, an immune immunosuppressant. No way. No thanks. Yeah. I'll try these other things. You know, I'll try NMN. I'll try I'll try the I'd rather I would rather try metformin. I you know, I was, was going to try other things first and then I was listen to this, uh, Peter Atias guys podcast and he, he's really good. Um, he does a lot of things on rapamycin So if you want to listen to other podcasts, he's a good, good place to start. But yeah, he just talked about taking it himself and the benefits. And I thought, well, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, that's, that's how it happened. So I think to answer your question, there's a hurdle in that it is a scary looking compound. It needs a prescription. You can't go buy it from the store. Mm-hmm. And somebody who isn't like me, who knows different places to get this stuff, um, you know it, it's not something that they could just easily get until they know okay i can go to all day chemist and, and pick it up there or whatnot and so
2: yeah because yeah. i mean part of my brain goes they don't want us to have it man they don't want us to live
0: longer yeah it goes against the plan well the interesting thing is when they start creating what's called rapalogs and rapalogs are things that are like rapamycin but Maybe more targeted because there's different mtors there's like mtor 1c mtor 1b like there's different Mm mtor complexes and they're thinking okay maybe the life extension is from one of those mtors and so they could maybe make a a -a rapalog that just inhibits that one mtor and not some of the other ones so maybe you wouldn't have some of the side effects that it has and if somebody came out with a -a rapalog they could patent it and then you're going to see you know, really high prices on it. It's going to be tough to get Yep. all that, all the stuff that goes along with some new, the wild west. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Well, I better jump on it before, uh, that takes place and it's taken over by the ruling class.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure.
2: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked, man. I, I'm, I, that's something that, I mean, it seems like once a week is not like a hardcore commitment just to, to be able to, experiment a little bit with and find out what your threshold is. Yeah. And, and were you incrementally,
0: you said you went up, you started at about... I started at one or two milligrams. Okay. I can't quite remember, but I started at one or two. So two, one milligram pills. Yes. Okay. And I didn't notice anything. And then I did another two, didn't notice anything. Then I went up to three, didn't notice anything. And I was kind of like, all right, you know, Just went up to four. Once a week. Once a week. Okay. Yeah. And then I went up to four and uh so so you can go a little bit faster than once a week because if you're taking one milligram it's going to be out of your system pretty quick so if you take one milligram and you don't feel anything you could wait three days and then take two milligrams so if if you wanted to lower that one week period when you're first starting out that that might be reasonable but generally you want to stick to once a week so you slowly up it like that and yeah and i didn't notice anything until four milligrams and then i'm like oh wow i'm tired why am I taking this? Like, what is this doing for me? Yeah. And yeah.
2: Well, that's a good thing for people to hear, too, because my first, whenever I start feeling people are like, you're going to have a health crisis. I go, <laughs> or whatever it is. I'm like, well, okay, guess what? That's the point where I stop taking it because I feel like on some level my body's going, no. But taking into consideration all you're saying and pushing through and basically how many years it's taken to cause so much destruction at a cellular level on my own body you have to take into consideration there's going to be a phase of going through and resetting yes. your body. So it, this all makes sense to me and definitely yeah. something. And I like I said, if you get pursue. to
0: four milligrams or three milligrams or whatnot, uh, and, and ladies need to take less than men in general, and you have some weird side effects, stop taking it for a couple of weeks, go down to a lower dose. Like there's no rush. It's not like one of those things where if you stop taking it, you're not getting the benefits. Like I said, it's a car wash. Like mm. you're going to, you're, you're, Creating autophagy to get rid of those old senescent cells, and yeah, yep.
2: Yeah. And some cars are convertibles, and they need a different kind of wash. So,
0: yeah. All right, man. Well, <laughs> you're
2: like a nice car analogy. uh Yeah, no, dude. Thank any, you so much. Any questions? Like, my mind is just trying to pretty much go over everything that you've you've spilled before me right now. So I'm sure yeah. I will have questions coming up, but of course. The one,
0: the one thing i want to leave us with is I, I was thinking you know if i could sum up everything i've learned on the podcast and and kind of give you some words of wisdom from all my experiments if i could go back in time and tell myself something like in my 20s when i first started doing experiments it's that bitcoin bitcoin yes <laughs> buy it as soon as you can <laughs> I, I think that the biggest lie out there around your health is that somehow you have to feel worse before you feel better. Like you have to detox. You have to go through some hard times before you feel better. Mm-hmm. And those hard times are going to last years. And so I spent years doing things that made me feel bad and then thinking, well, if I just keep pushing on, it's eventually going to make me feel better. The thing about Rappa is it kind of fits that mold a little bit. You feel bad at first, but it's only like a month or two all right you're not Only gonna, a month or two.
2: Yes. But long-term benefits. The
0: long-term benefits. I was thinking like, "Oh, I got to detox all the heavy metals out of my body. It's going to take 5 years to do that." You know, like I wish I could go back in time and be like, "Dude, if it doesn't make you feel good within a couple of weeks, a couple months at the outside, drop it, move on to something That's else." That's what
2: I've always thought. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I wish I could I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that. But health feels good. Health is like, when you get healthier, you feel better. You have objective markers that say, oh, I'm sleeping better. I'm I'm thinking better. I have more energy. I have, you know, all of these good things. And if you just go, if you just did, if you just made that your goal and said, anything I try has to fit that bill, you'd be in a lot better shape uh, than if you believed. A lot of these gurus out here which are telling you, oh, you got to become vegan and, and, you know, you can detox for two years after you become vegan. But, you know, after your teeth fall out, new teeth are going to grow in and, and then you're going to be great. Uh, you know, that's just, <laughs> that's just is <just> not true. <laughs> oh, but I love the fact that you came out of
2: retirement. For this, one last show. One last show, one last gig. Um, and that you had you know, such a passionate experience with this that it, it propelled you forward into into doing this, and that alone speaks volumes to me.
0: And, you know, I I have health issues from the past, like I, I'm a type 1 diabetic and stuff, and so maybe all those factors made it so that it I was like a hyper-responder, and this just helped me way more than it's going to help somebody else. Yeah. That could be the case. So, you know, somebody else might try it, and they're like, well, like, it kind of helped me with energy a little bit, but I didn't notice a huge thing. That that might might happen. I, I know, know this
2: is probably a little bit too finite, but blood types. Uh, are there certain blood types that might respond better?
0: Uh, no research on that. Okay, yeah. that I've seen. Okay,
2: you know. all right. Yeah. Well, good man. Thank you so much,
0: All right, brother. Thanks for making uh, making your way out here for one last uh, ride. I don't know. Maybe we'll do this once a quarter, once once every six months. Yeah, or never something say like never that. again. Yeah.
2: We'll see
1: how
0: uh, if you find people something. even want
2: me back. They might they might have been fine with just a bunch Which of information without some <laughs> with some smart ass in the background making cracks.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I think I think it's great to have you here, and uh, you always add a lot of color to the show. So I I always want you back. And if you find something that you really like, let's talk about it. And uh, same for me. Although I'm so much healthier these days, I don't spend as much time experimenting and and taking notes and trying new things. It's like I'm I'm living life, dude. I'm yep. out there tearing it up
2: that's what it's about yeah. man. forgetting about the mechanism just to
0: forget able- about it yeah forgetting about your health it's a great sign that you have lots of Dude, lots of health bless you all right thanks everybody thanks for listening feel free to uh email me or if you have questions um gosh what's the email quacks at gmail.com quacks with an x quacks with an x yeah feel free to shoot me an email if you have any questions and uh thanks so much be well
2: let me do it again. And don't forget... <laughs> no. Be well, everybody. Is that what I used to say? Be well? Say be well. And it, be well. Good is <laughs>
1: We're
2: going to take a quick break here. I'm going to sing a couple couple little
1: ditties you should know me better than that don't make me read your mind you should know me better than that it takes me too much time you should know me better than that we aren't that much, you see. You should know me better than that. We have different enemies. You should know me better than that. I should leave it alone, but you're not right. Yeah. I should leave it alone, but you're not right. I should live in salt believing you. Behind, behind, behind. I
2: was just seeing how loud, how loud it got.